Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we have a guest here who's in Berlin. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. First of all, thank you guys for having me. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm, my name is Wizzy. I'm Syrian uh, singer, songwriter. I live in Berlin since six years now. I came as a refugee. And yeah, I am like queer shows producer. And yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I've yeah. really enjoyed listening to your, um, your music. How long have you been creating music? Actually, creating, I've been writing music since I was still in Syria, but I haven't got the chance to really release my own music. I used to be like, I'm a drag act as well in Berlin, mm -hmm. so I used to do covers to other singers and stuff like that. But we recorded this single three years ago, and we had the chance now to release it, so it's my first official Oh, so release. it's been like, it's been wow. coming, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, um... So this is the first one. Tell us about, I'm always, I, I've heard this a lot of people like using, or not using drag, but like starting off as drag performers and then like having that lead them into other types of performance, whether it's like music or like TV or theater, that kind of thing. Actually, actually it's a fact. It's true. Um, when I first arrived here, like it was so tough to be like having the status of a queer, oriental queer is hard in itself. And then to be a refugee, so to have these two, like these two hard things going on together, it was really hard to handle. Then we were once, like I started performing since the first month that I came here. So I was sitting in a bar with a friend. Sorry, y'all, there's a little bit of an audio issue, just for a few seconds. He just tell me to, to sing and I was singing and somebody liked my voice and then they started to invite me to drag shows, birthday parties, salon parties, and it's all started. Then I started to produce my own show. It's called Queer Syria. So yeah, I can tell you more about it if you like. Yeah, please so, do. Yeah, then we have another show called Queens Against Borders now. It's one of the like most popular oriental queer shows now in Berlin. We've been doing this show oh. since so long. And uh, it's with an Australian drag queen called Olympia Bukakis, which she is really an incredible person. So yeah, we, I had the opportunity that day and I was so happy then when I started to, to produce my own show to invite another people to give them this space to like to express themselves, to to have the voice, to they were dancing, singing, doing whatever they like. And the point that you talked about that it leads you to to another places with the drag show, it's true because I met this the producer who helped me with my single. I met her in one of my shows and she listened to the song and I told her the story about the single, how I wrote it, when I wrote it, and she fell in love with it. And I was like so lucky. Then she started, we started the recording and yeah. So my drag act is not really like the, a real drag act. I don't know, it just feels like me. So mm -hmm. I, I always love to wear makeup. Even now, if I wanna go on stage, perform my single, I would, I would love to, to have, wear high heels, wear makeup, like do how, like be whoever I want to be. But, yeah, maybe from the perspective of like another people who are doing drag, it's it feels maybe different. But mm -hmm. from the scene that I've been that I've been in, 
that um, drag queen as singers, like it's so it's so rare to find singer and drag queen together. Yeah. But yeah, they're always like love more to lip syncing, uh, belly dancing now. If you go to the Oriental side, yeah. and so yeah, singers maybe are a little bit different Very on cool. th this side. Yeah. yeah, I just feel this way. So yeah. it's it's not separated from myself. That's that's really cool to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us more about the um, about queer Syria and uh, Queens Against Borders. Yeah. So queer Syria, I started this show five years ago, and it's it's it happens in the in one of the oldest queer bars here in Berlin. The queer scene in Berlin is a very big scene. And I'm so lucky that it turns out for me that I live here now, not on another city, another country. So, yeah, I started this shows, and in a sudden, people were really excited just from the name. When we were promoting the show for the first time, they heard about, like, oh, queer Syria, queer and Syria together in one sentence. It was like they, they have the, they were just, wanted to see, oh, what they are doing, how they look like. <laughs> and I wanted to show them, to be honest, the the best side of, or the best, to give them the best idea. Yeah. Because like racism, racism in Germany is on another level, mm -hmm. you know? So they always have the mentality and the idea that the Oriental people are all terrorists and they don't know anything about art. They can do this. They can do that. And we start. I started producing this show with some of my friends, and then it was from the first show. It was like the bar was full, and after the show, people were coming to me and saying that was a really good organized show. Like those were those was really good performances. How do you put that together? And I loved that that to give them this glamorous artistic idea about about our culture and then yeah we start i started to do this show monthly on the same bar then i started to move it to some bigger venues and now we stopped it because of the COVID. but yeah we're gonna go back with it it's it's a nice show and it's my baby that's amazing <laughs> and it's amazing that you're doing it kind of um like at one of the biggest queer bars there because I, I mean I've heard from a lot of people that like people say like the Berlin queer scene is like oh it's so like radical and progressive but then people of True. color are like nope nah that's just yeah it's racist so, <laughs> after after I we started this show like we've been just three three people performing then I was impressed how much like my friends improved my friends improved and i started to to invite another queer oriental guys to perform with us and they were just i was so happy just to see them happy like mm -hmm. i had my chance at the beginning then they started to mm -hmm. progress and to improve themselves on the stage they they were helping me with hosting giving ideas about like having games on the bar and stuff like that it was really nice to watch that and the other show is called Queens Against Borders. It's a show that happens. Uh, it's it's a bigger show than Queer Syria. Uh, it happens in a very like historic club here in Berlin called SO36, and it's in solidarity with queer and queens 
and trans refugees that to help them with do like um, transforming surgeries. So that we, we earn volunteering from people and we help the, the people who needs to do those surgeries, who wanna transform any kind of surgery, you know? So yeah, and this show like Queens Against Borders turns out now to be one of the biggest queer oriental shows in Berlin. And it, it wasn't for the organizing or anything. It was really for the people who were performing there because they made it what it is now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. And they started from the zero, like they, they were having everything bad and like they were suffering from racism, the refugee status, mm -hmm. they can't find a home. They, it's so tough here. Yeah. But that just gave me and gave them a lot of hope to continue. And yeah, it helps to be honest mentally, physically, financially in every way. Yeah, that's incredible. That's amazing. Um, I guess what's it been like now that I, I mean, I don't think you're able to do any club shows right now, right? Um, uh, not, yeah. What, what's that? Um, do you feel like you've kind of or that community has kind of been cut off or have you found other I, ways of I connecting really, the community? I really miss the community. I miss like everything about performing and like to be on the backstage with everybody, just vibing, getting drunk together, yeah. having fun. Yeah. And, but we had some live streaming shows before on Twitch, but now it, it starts to becoming like step by step. Yeah. And I'm trying now to be more focused, like, because my passion was always about music, writing music. So I'm starting now to focus more on writing songs, recording a new album and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, it is Keeping isolating. Yeah, it's isolating, <laughs> but it's also maybe like a good opportunity to like tune in and exactly. work on personal exactly. projects. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, just to back up, I guess, uh, when you first got to Berlin, how... What was the process like finding queer community? Because like we were talking about um, how in Germany, like at least like in for I'll speak for myself in my experience, like being there in at different times, it, it was hard to connect with um, people in Germany. Um, and I was just I'm just wondering what was the cultural shift like and like the process of um, connecting with. People. You know, like when I came here at the beginning, I had my friends like they came with me mm -hmm. from Syria already. Awesome. So yeah. we were at the beginning living together and then I get into this performing thing. So I I had the chance to meet a lot of people from the queer community. Oh, and good. this what helps yeah, this what yeah. helps me a lot actually. Yeah. So it's nice. Now everybody like is getting together when when like anybody is like have any problem any struggle everybody just went to help to help them and yeah it's a big community now and it's like the the oriental community with the western like community we came all together now and we have this big scene of performing doing parties doing shows and it's really cool now we have this space yeah i, I feel like there's so much lately coming out of like not even just queer artists, like generally Syrian artists in Berlin. I feel like, I don't know, like yeah. so much, I mean, 
yeah, like people have like rebuilt community and now things are like really starting to like spring up out of it. And um, even here, we're seeing so much pop up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's really warms my heart. Like. Yeah. Today we were both talking about Berlin and like. How. You've been in Berlin before, yeah? Um, yeah. 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 Once for me. Um, yeah, me too, once, but not in that context. Like, I would love to go back and, like, experience these contexts. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really progresses every year here. Like, yeah. I had I had your contact before from a friend, uh, Zainab. She lives on Australia. Yes, Australia. yeah. She, yeah so okay, cool. that's why you thought we were there. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Um, so she was yeah. in one of my shows. She came, like, in a sudden and... Got it. Okay. And she like cheers to her for sure because she's gonna listen for sure. <laughs> and she she came to me after the performance and she said, Oh my god, I didn't know like queer oriental people can do this. Like how you do that? I'm so excited. Yeah. And, and she's she's a really great Shout person. out to Zainab. Yeah. If you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll listen, I guess. Yeah. I wanna talk a little bit about the single. Yeah, now sure. because yeah because like it's my life now okay yeah yeah, this, yeah. Single, this single i hope that everybody will listen to it and loves it as much as i do i wrote this song when i was on my way i wrote it before when i was in syria but i usually wrote write the lyrics then then i had afterwards the melody and the tune and how i'm gonna sing it like i composed it afterwards and when I was on my way from Syria to Europe, I had this melody in my, my head. And I came here, I finished the song. And it really, every time I listen to this one, it brings me back to that boat, where I was in when I was coming here. And brings me back to the safe place that I'm living in now in Berlin. And I wanna just shout out to the producer, Reno Hossein. She released it through her uh, record label called Holy Kotir Records. So shout out to her and I hope that everybody will love the song and listen to it if they're listening. All right, y'all, here's a sample. <laughs> what the process is like usually for songwriting for you i know some people like have a format they kind of stick to start out with the lyrics start out with the melody um do you have like kind of a roadmap that you usually follow or is it kind of different every time uh, actually no there i haven't thought about that before and mm -hmm. it just comes alone like sometimes i'm at work i just start to sing lyrics mm -hmm and i have the song in my head then i run at, to home i just start to write 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 it sometimes i write a song in 10 minutes sometimes it took like one month to finish it and the subject is not really important for me i just write about what comes from my heart mm -hmm. like now i'm i start to write more songs i used to write love songs before yeah. now i start to write more about who i am who my community is and I do write Arabic songs. And it's really what I noticed, like it's really rare for pop singers, pop Arabic singers to to write about like a subject is very 
like it's very sensitive like being a queer or being who you are it's mm -hmm. maybe more more popular in the western music but oh, not yeah. On, yeah. on our culture gotcha. you know so i'm trying to go on this way now and mm -hmm. now we started to plan a music video for this song and afterwards i'm gonna be working on the album i had already finished now like the half of the songs for the album mm -hmm. and it would be not about like love at all it would be about me about my community and people who would love to listen they were they will be more than welcome but for the homophobic people the <laughs> people who were for sure for people who were like just throwing throwing their stones be, without knowing anything about what you live or what you do yeah so i don't care about if they want to listen or not so this is just from my community and myself yeah. and if someone's homophobic and listening they might want to examine themselves true yeah yeah <laughs> just saying yeah yeah like um, why do you want to listen to this song yeah so and much? why are you so quick to yeah quick um, to listen and critique it <laughs> yeah but tell us more about your plans for the music video uh, actually, we started planning for the music video yesterday. I, I'm working with a collective in Berlin. They're queer collective, so they're so excited to put together all the work for this song. We are trying now to to promote the song as much as possible. We send it to some radios. I'm gonna be sending it to some like TVs, TV stations, maybe like Oriental TV stations if they would love to play it. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're doing our shot. best. Yeah. yeah, we are doing our best now for this music video. We'll start shooting this month. It will be finished by the end of this month. Nice. And yeah, I, will, I love surprises. Let it be a surprise. Okay. But okay. it's a letter, a letter of love for my community and for my hometown, for sure, because it's all what the song about. Okay. Okay. We'll wait. Yeah. I, mean, I was gonna ask about part like elements of the video, but I'll refrain. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's still, we're still preparing for it. I just don't have the full idea about it now, but as yeah. I tell you, it's a letter of love, like to the community, to the hometown. And yeah, just I I feel happy just to be here that, that to be honest, it's it's a dream come true. I haven't mm -hmm. I haven't imagined before when I was in Syria. I loved always to sing, but I haven't imagined that there will be one day that I'm gonna go on stage performing my song and uh, it's it's still i i didn't do anything till now and i have to, a lot to do and achieve mm -hmm. but it's still a dream to go on stage and having my high heels having my makeup looking however mm -hmm. i want and performing my own song yeah, it, yeah it's very it's a very nice feeling and i'm so excited about it okay. yeah for anyone um uh, some listeners um like any for any listeners who don't speak Arabic, do you want to give kind of like a summary of what the single's about? It's a love song. It said, uh, They named me after your name. It's a metaphor of how much I love you. And They saw me in your eyes color. This world means nothing without you. You are my love and the light of my eyes. Yeah, Gorgeous. so this is I love that. the chorus. I really yeah. love that. And the instrumentation is also really gorgeous. Yeah. We worked with, yeah. so the music arrangements was, and the whole music 
production was by Renu Hussain. She's a producer from India. She's based between Berlin and UK. And Wallace Bird, she is like a very well-known singer. She here in Germany, she played the bass for the song. And yeah, that's so far what I know. And the lyrics are mine. And that's it. But it turns out to be a really good combination between the music and the Arabic lyrics. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I even like, like I was crying when I listened to it because I loved it so much. I didn't imagine that term, but turn out to be like this. It's gorgeous. It came together really well. It's kind of, um, there's something, it's like dreamy. It's like dreamy and melancholic at the same time. It's a dream, you know, exactly. That's the feeling I got like ethereal almost. Um, And like in Syria, did you have chances to perform in different contexts in any context yeah but i was like looking so so straight back then living <laughs> yeah. with family and stuff like that yeah yeah i used to, i was thinking since i was 12 years old my mom used to be a singer as well so oh, i took cool. talent from her and she she encouraged me till this day as well so it was just think, singing with choruses and in the school and yeah. but i used to write music before but I haven't really got the chance to go on a very big stage. That's cool. You have uh, like your mom supports the career. That's yeah. that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I know that's oh, like my family not... has been always supportive to me with everything that I do. Oh, that's amazing. And it's what really gave me the courage to continue and to do everything that yeah. I love. That's awesome. I know it's like really not common anywhere in the world for like <laughs> parents to like back up their child's yeah, art career. Yeah, I was going to say parents, but then I was going to say there's a lot of other kinds of parents. It's like any yeah. art, art, yeah. art-related career, there's a lot of pushback uh, a lot of times. So, so I'm glad let, you had that. Let, let me be honest. Like, she always tell me, oh, but you have to work. You have to study. Yeah. You have to go to college. You have to do this. But she, because she loves singing and she loves music, so she always pushed me forward. Yeah. Okay, do this, but at the same time, don't forget about your study, about your job. Like, make this as a hobby, but it's for me, it's more than a hobby for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like my mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sound like all mom, like typical mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nadia's a dancer, so like, has probably yeah. dealt with stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess like going to the question about Queens Against Borders, do you want to talk about like, other artists who have been involved? Queens Against Borders is mm-hmm. is organized by Olympia Bukakis mm-hmm. and she's an Australian drag queen. She lives here in Berlin. She's a very intelligent and creative person. She started the show. We were doing it at the beginning on a small bars underground and it turns out to be like now in a, one of the biggest clubs in Berlin. We do it three times a year, sometimes twice, sometimes three times. She, she the co-organizer called the Darvish, and I co-organized with them. Sometimes I host the show with the Darvish, cool. and sometimes he hosted with Olympia as well. We have a collective like in this show from queer Oriental people, from drag queens from Berlin, from America, from all over the world. It's not about just queer Oriental people, but. The main, the, like, the main reason to do this show is to support, as I told you before, support surgeries, like to support people financially and support like queer refugees to 
yeah. like to go to the point. And yeah, and now we stopped doing the show for because of the COVID. Yeah. It will be back, I guess, the beginning of the next year, maybe at February. And mm. yeah, just shout out to, to Olympia. I don't know if you want to know anything more about it. Just ask me about it. I, I don't know what to tell you more. Yeah. If any specific thing like you'd like me to talk about the show. Yeah, I guess maybe it would be cool to hear like a summary. I, I don't know, you describe like what does a show look like from the beginning okay. to end? Like, okay. Since we can't be at one right now, <laughs> it'd be nice okay. to hear about it. it. It starts with like, for sure, we, we collect ourselves in the backstage. We have at the beginning the, the sound check, we go on stage every, one by one. We rehearse everything. Sometimes we have group rehearsals before the show for the last dance and stuff like that. Then, like we start, we host the show at the beginning. There's a talk show before. We talk sometimes about homophobic in the Middle East, about mental health, about sex, safe sex, about drugs, like a lot of stuff goes on in the talk show. Then the show starts. We go on stage, we introduce the, we introduce the show and then performances starts one by one for a sudden that performances wasn't meant to be that good but everyone gives there's three residents on the show like they were from the beginning it's it's like me another performer called Nikki she's my friend from Syria she's a belly dancer and another girl gives um Iraqi belly dance it's a little bit different from yeah. the belly dancing and the darvish as well olympia and we bring like there is 12 performances on the show my shows are always um focused on this on this party um specific because they are always focused about talking about a subject that like once i went on stage having the swimming suit that I was wearing when I was on my way from Syria to Europe. And I was oh. singing a song called Kilma Halwa Kilmetin. It's a song about missing your hometown. And it really teared the eyes of the auditions because I showed them a video before that how, how many babies there was on that boat. Like it's a boat for 20 people, but turns out to be 80 people inside that boat Damn. so then then i finished this the show with with singing what doesn't kill you makes you stronger a cover for the song and then i crowned myself at the beginning because i really find like people from my community are like out of this community people who made it through the whole experience they are really survivors and they're yeah. really strong then I had a sh another show I about um, mind speaking freedom. I had a, I was a policeman and I had another two policemen on stage, the dancers. So they were like they were, I'd say it. They were trying to block me from talking or not to to speak what I want, mm. to be gay as I want. Oh, wow. Then I was singing a song called Believer. Then. After, after I finished that song, they were trying to hit me on stage and to beat me, but it turns out like they turned to be gays like me and we were <laughs> dancing, glitter was everywhere. Yeah, so I try always to focus on some subjects to sh show people about what we've been through. 
And there's yeah. this side that I introduced and another side as well, like belly dancing, being glamorous, fancy, a lot of dancers on stage. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, there's politics inside the glamour. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, you can see a lot of my shows on my Instagram page. I always post those shows awesome. because okay. I, I work so hard on them to put them and yeah. I hope when these start up again, I hope to be at one. <laughs> it sounds really amazing. I hope so to have yeah. you here one day. Yeah, really or if you're doing anything to... on Twitch ever again, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. us know. Yeah, any virtual. Yeah. So now actually we quit Switch, uh, Twitch, sorry, because it's a little bit depressing. Like yeah. just we record the show yeah. before and then it turns out to be like, it's supposed to be live, but it's all recorded. And I watch all of my friends at home. I can't like go cheer to them and yeah. do anything with them. Yeah, it's not really cool. It's and hard, especially in the yeah. scene, it's all about like cheering everyone and having yeah, fun. Back just like I feel like online performances, I mean, no offense to people who are still doing them. I, there's ways to do them really well. But I feel like they yeah. kind of like peaked when everyone was like trying really hard to keep things off. And now they're just kind of like uh, tapering yeah. off. It's hard. It's, exactly. it's, it's hard to find the same energy. Yeah. And it's like my favorite part of the show, to be honest, is backstage, even not going on stage yeah. because in backstage we had a lot of fun. Everybody is trying, everybody is sharing makeup, costumes. And... Yeah, I felt that with, um, there was like an online dance performance I did where like the ending felt so abrupt, like, mm -hmm. okay, now we just like log off and go, like, I don't know, like, it, I'm like, where's the part where we like all go out to a bar afterwards? Yeah. So then I just like texted people and I was like, should we get in a Zoom room and get drunk so this feels normal? <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Sad too. You're still in a lockdown till this day. Uh, some, uh, we keep wavering. Yeah. No one really knows. Um, like, it's definitely not, it's definitely far from over. There's a lot that's not open. And a lot that seems to, like, the numbers are slowly increasing again. Mm. They're like threatening an actual or like another one. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes in and out of threatening like another like serious lockdown. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, there as well. Yeah. Oh, same there. It's increasing okay. again. It's increasing again. It turns out like people wanted to go out and yeah, parties are starting all over the city again. But today I read it like it's increasing again. So I'm going to be I'm gonna be performing like. For the first time in three months on the wow. 30th of October. Where are you oh. performing? Well, I don't know. I'm, um, it's a club. Uh, it's a show called uh, Fancy Presence, House of Presence. It's oh. from drag queens. It's from America. She does. She do the show here in Berlin every Tuesday, and I used to perform with her always, like from time to time. Awesome. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very nice drag show. But yeah, I feel you. I've done a okay. few things in person, which were like, say, like they were outside or like distant or something that seemed kind of okay. But I'm also like, I don't really know for sure what I should be doing. Yeah. 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 Like where the line is. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it because I, I miss performing, but at the same time, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to get COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another note, yeah, um, for me and for you, for everybody, it was a really tough time for everyone. You know, when really, when you yeah. perform as when when you used to do this thing, 
and suddenly you can't do anything and you are left at home. This this kind when you go on stage as a queer, uh, it's just it just give you the push mentally to continue and to go forward. Yeah. When you put your makeup on and and like hear hear people cheer cheering for you, whatever you were doing, singing, dancing, anything. So a lot of people and I'm one of them suffered a lot during this time because of this like it, it was really like pressure mentally but now it's it feels a little bit better but yeah, yeah. so i i guess it's hard to, it's hard for everybody yeah and it I, mean, I think for, for like a lot of us or like what you're saying it's like it's a big part of our identities like you said like doing drag is just like being yourself and like for a lot of people whatever kind of performance you do like that's just part of being yourself and expressing yourself and when you, once you cut that off it's like how do I how do I feel like myself alone in the room I still can put my makeup and sit at home like do take some photos and like meet some friends here around me but it's a different different yeah. thing when you go on stage and be singing and cheering it's a different feeling you get you know yeah, so that's sure. what I mean with giving you the push forward Okay, well, on another note of things that aren't COVID-related, um, this is a question I like to ask um, a lot of people who are artists. Uh, who would you say your biggest, like, inspirations or influences are, whether it's in, like, music or drag or performance or anything else? You mean my inspiration as people or as ideas or...? Oh, I was thinking more as artists, but if you want to say inspirations as people, like, that too. Mm -hmm. As an artist, like, I I don't want to sound cheesy and everybody say this, but really just believe in yourself and what you have. Like, if anybody look at you, and I had this before when I was performing sometimes, like, some people, like, look at me like they're feeling boring or they don't like what I'm doing. And it was really hurting me. Oh, I should stop doing this. I don't want to do that anymore. Afterwards, I try to learn that every time I'm being myself more and I do whatever I like, whatever I want, look however I want, I just feel better. And the people, I feel like people trying, starting to accept who I am better and understand who I am better. Like, just give it to them. Don't care about what they think, how they're going to look at you. Just go to your thing and go back home yeah and sometimes like someone's visual cues or like their body language or whatever it doesn't it doesn't necessarily get across what they might actually be feeling sure. and they're just like not comfortable showing it and they For might sure. take a lot from it that you don't know artists yeah. artists are are a little bit more sensitive i guess you know so i am i am a very sensitive yeah. person i used to like to take everything so serious and oh they didn't like what i did today i should work harder and, and i really was working harder but mm -hmm. i have now like in my mind this is me if you love it or not it will be forever me this yeah. way i'm going to yeah. improve myself but i'm never i will never change what i do or myself for anyone yeah, so yeah. that my that's my inspiration as people there is a lot of inspirations from the middle east for sure in music i love a lot of musicians i love do you know any arabic music guys uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i love Feroz so much mm -hmm. 
Ziad Rahbani, mm-hmm. Julia Boutros. Like, if we're gonna talk about like more like pop, English, Western music, oh, for sure, I adore Lady Gaga. Every every drag act loves Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen. I listen to all all kind of music. Uh, but yeah, I like as an Arabic singer and writer. I enjoy more like Feroz stuff, Julia yeah. Boutros, and mm-hmm. old music. Yeah old school music amazing yeah. awesome um, where can people follow you or find your stuff so can follow me on Instagram for sure now my song is on Bandcamp for now it will be released on Spotify Apple Music all the digital platforms during this week hopefully so Instagram is like my main thing for now I have as well my Facebook so my name is WizzyXCX WizzyXCX I don't know what was XCX. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, why not? And, and yeah, so Instagram, I guess. Well, thank yeah. you so much for doing this. Really. Oh, thank you for having me. It was, it was good really to meet you. Talking. All right, you all can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Queer Arabs. We are, um, our website is thequeerarabs.com, and you can find all of our episodes on your favorite podcast app. And thank you all very much for listening. Thank you.